This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Sharon, get on to Virgin Media. They're taking the piss again. <laughs> Why don't I sound like that? You absolutely sound like that. I, I, I expect you to have it with like a piece of straw in your mouth going, Sharon, this bloody Wi-Fi is playing up again. <laughs> Just because I come from Gloucester doesn't mean I'm a farmer. It doesn't work that way. You know? You've at least worked on a farm. Quick advert for the, the Big Dick's Coffee Mug. Still plugging that away. Don't, yeah. don't know what you mean. Are we giving up on the sponsorship deal then? For context, I did contact them on Instagram and they keep coming up saying that they were active so and so uh, time ago. But yeah, they don't they don't reply because they, they're ignorant. So yeah. I may go for a different copy company to, to sponsor us instead. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's funny really because I, I, I can't stand coffee, so... As anyway. Mrs. P says in the chat, it is Monday night. You know what that means. Feed me more. Feed me more. Feed me more. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai. I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Team Hell No to my Team Bio. Hard at work today, Magsy. Sweaty boy, sweaty boy. The right back to my bad back. I'm getting old, and I struggle. A podcaster that, when it comes to big dicks, demands you feed him more. As in the coffee. Get your mind out the gutter, Magsy. I'm talking about oh. the coffee. Oh. Right. The podfather himself. Lord Mags, how are you doing this week, sir? I am doing really good. Um, in a silly mood. And as you said in, on the on the pre-record, you're in a little bit of a silly mood as well. So should mate. should make for a, a very, very fun episode. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Uh, good week, buddy. Good week. Been up to much? 
Uh, yeah, well, I got to uh, watch uh, Man City absolutely, absolutely piss slap the hell out of uh, out of Man United, which was which, which so was fun. Bad. Loved it. We were no. so so bad. Again, Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, we'll go over it, obviously, with uh, Matt on the volley, but it was very much Jekyll and Hyde. The first half had a lot of positives for Man United. Second half, they had 21% of the ball and mm-hmm. zero shots. Zero shots. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolute shambles, mate. It's the worst. The, the reaction to the third goal is the worst thing I have seen mm-hmm. in a long time. And Matt, to be fair, he did extend the invite out for me to come on the volley with you this evening to talk specifically. And you told him to fuck off. I said, honestly, <laughs> with, how, with how my work is and stuff like that now, when chain wrestling finishes I literally go straight to bed now because I'm knackered <laughs> but I said at some point it'd be great if I could come on with yourself Tanner Matt whoever else and just talk United for a bit mm-hmm. you know because there's a lot of stuff you are you. more than welcome anytime even if it's just a chip in uh, uh, during a match come in mm-hmm. say your piece and before you can hear other people's opinions get out of the stream see this is a bit blown out of proportion this whole thing about if I use, oh my, I don't like other people's opinions and all that sort of stuff. That's not strictly true. It's just, it's not, but it is true, but just it's not strictly true. true. It's partially true. It's partially true. Sometimes, obviously, you know, difference of opinion, whatever, you know, you, you discuss things back and forth. And, and I enjoy talking and hearing other people's viewpoints and so on. However, I don't like talking with people who just steadfastly think that they're correct and everyone else is fucking wrong. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. what can happen sometimes and that's why i dislike talking football with so many people yeah and and i think the good thing about um techers uh is that none of us aside from matt have a steadfast opinion we're always kind of like willing to listen to other viewpoints matt is ridiculous with his takes and he absolutely knows it but yeah it's it's more of a a conversation rather than mm. these are my opinions you have to listen to them and then that's the end of the end of the end of the chat yeah yeah exactly exactly and I've got plenty of opinions on United, mate, so we'll have to arrange a time for that to happen. Well, like I said, you are more than welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, AEW Revolution last night. Enjoy didn't that. Watch it. Didn't uh, watch didn't, it. No, I've not had time to watch it. I'll probably catch it over the uh, the next couple of days. Um, I've seen the reports. Apparently, it was uh, another uh, paper where AEW knocked it out of the park. So, uh, yes, I've seen some of the some of the spoilers of who turned up. Uh, two pretty pretty big signings for me. I'm uh, very happy at them. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to watching it. It was a good show. I like the way that you skirted around all of that without any spoilers as well, because Dan Griffin's in the chat. It looks like he's mm-hmm. about to watch it whilst listening to us as well. So we're going to give away absolutely no AEW spoilers at all. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean, he, he even went mad at poor Steve-O when Steve-O dropped a spoiler on Twitter. Really? I'd see, I've not been online all day. Okay. I'm, not, I'm basically normally for an AW pay per view. I mean, for a start, normally they're on a Saturday night, aren't they? The last few have been on a Sunday, but they have been on a Saturday traditionally. There was a big UFC event on the Saturday night, that's why. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, normally, I will stay up. <laughs> Repo Man rocked up. That was. That would be the Saturday of the century if if Repo Man was all elite. <laughs> but it's, it was half Repo Man, half Smash. Like like how um, Darby Allen has half his face painted like that. I love how you say no spoilers 
for for Dan specifically, and then everyone comes in and drops the massive, massive spoilers. Yeah, Hogan oh. is the new AW champion. Kira Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Horace, Horace Hogan, Horace Hogan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anyway, like I was saying, it's um, normally we watch uh, East Out Live and watch AEW, is what we've done since the company started. But since I've started a new job, and of course, Charlie, my youngest, who, who loves AEW, she's got school on a Monday morning. So this is maybe the first or second pay per view we couldn't watch live. So mm-hmm. the plan was to watch it as soon as Charlie got home from school. I get home from work a bit before she does. The little bugger went and got herself a detention, so it pushed oh, us back an hour. Oh, naughty. Yes, yes, silly Charlie, never mind. And then after that, I'm, I'm trying to fit in watching the match for tonight's uh, tonight's show, tonight's chain wrestling show. I had a struggle with the internet for 10 minutes. I was getting all worked up and stressed out and thinking I'd I mean, sod it. And, you know. I don't believe that for a minute because you come across as a very kind of calm, placid person. Wouldn't Things it? like that don't bother you whatsoever. I lost my rag a little bit earlier on as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I fucking know you would have lost your rag. I'm trying to watch, that, I'm trying to watch the wrestling. And Sharon, get on to Virgin Media. <laughs> They're taking the piss again. <laughs> I don't sound like that. You absolutely sound like that. <laughs> I, I, I expect you to have it with like a piece of straw in your mouth going, Sharon, this bloody <laughs> Wi-Fi is playing up again. <laughs> Just because I come from Gloucester doesn't mean I'm a farmer. It doesn't work that way, you know? You've at least worked on a farm. I ha- no. I, I no, I haven't, no. <laughs> I had to think then. Have I worked on a farm? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't at all. No. I've got, I don't own dungarees. No, I don't own dungarees. <laughs> spot on. Spot on, sir, impression. He goes to work on a tractor. On a John Deere tractor. My mate got hit by a tractor once. <laughs> Brilliant segue. <laughs> we, we, were, um, we were at like a, uh, like a sort of, I don't know, football camp thing for us when we were all about 14, 15. And it was on this farm that had been converted into like football pitches and five-side pitches and so on. And we stayed there for three, four days and it, it was a good crack, you know. And um, they had a the tractor there and one of the lads jumped on it and started messing around, like just playing around on the tractor. And it started up and started going. And we okay. couldn't stop it. And he was panicking like hell. And my other mate weren't paying any attention at all and got hit by the tractor. Was it going fast or was it kind of like Austin Powers where it's, it's going really, know, really slow? It, it, it was just chugging along. It weren't quick or anything. Like it was enough to hurt him. He was bruised up a bit. But it was more. Well, think, he, he has been hit by a two ton <laughs> tractor. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it did bump him over. He did, he did it at the deck. So. This, this intro has taken a very surreal turn. Mm. So your yeah. week was, you missed AEW and yep. worked on the farm for a while. I didn't work on the farm. I don't work on a farm. I'll, I'll tell you what's funny, though. Where I do work now, a place, a place called Brockworth in Gloucester, it used to all be farmland until a few years oh, ago. Lord. Good <laughs> lad, see? That's it's why the that... fields. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. And there's still a fucking lot of fields as well there. <laughs> but we'll get to... Uh, about you know locations of where people live and what they're famous for and so on shortly because we had okay. uh, again another brilliant response to our we non-wrestling did. topic this week absolutely fantastic stuff loved loved it all absolutely brilliant but I suppose Maxi we better uh, we better chuck a couple more embarrassments into the old Hall of Lame aren't we? Um, do you know I forgot about the Hall of Lame so, so I ain't got one I ain't got one for this week put the Reaper on it what about this though? 
In the World Wrestling Federation, there are a lot of predators, like the Mastodon, Vader, the skilled gold dust, the very cunning stone-cold Steve Austin, and the crazed maniac, Mankind. But when the Stalker enters the World Wrestling Federation, those predators will become my prey. See, now, I'm not taking any shit now for putting Skinner in last week because that vignette's as bad as Skinner. I'll tell it's you awful. The vignette is awful. And the wrestler behind the stalker is pretty awful as well. Shut shit. your mouth. Shitty. We'll have no Barry Windham. <laughs> Shitty Barry Windham. On this programme. No, I mean, Barry Windham is a legend. We all know that. But this gimmick was terrible. It's, it's so bad that it, it lasts less than three pay-per-views. In the, mm. in the in the WWF and the most meaningful moment in, in the run is when Austin is on commentary and he says we all know it's Barry Windham you can't camouflage that moustache it's brilliant <laughs> so yeah this week's entry from me is not Barry Windham it's The Stalker mm, okay it's, it's, it's getting very very close to borderline Windham slander isn't it I think you know, ne- uh, next wait till next week when we've got the blackjacks in or the new blackjacks or whatever. <laughs> it's funny you mention the new blackjacks, actually, Max. Mm. It's funny you mention the new blackjacks. Do you notice how with certain things where they just put like wrestling companies and the WWF especially put new in front of something and expect it to work? The new you know, rockers. I'm, I'm, I'm sporting a rockers t shirt. Well, not a rockers t shirt, but Shawn Michaels throwing Jetty through the window. There, look, the rockers splitting up. They had the new rockers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big issue there was Marty Jesse was still around, you know, good friend of the show. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> He's no friend of man after he murdered a what. guy behind a bowling alley and tried to nonce his daughter-in-law. Yeah, that was... It wasn't even his daughter-in-law, was it? Wasn't it literally his actual his, daughter? No, I think it was his stepdaughter, something like that. But then, uh, no, 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 they realised that he, he wasn't the father, wasn't it? <laughs> you are not the father. Plough yeah. away! <laughs> You're getting back on the farm. <laughs> he was, certainly was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, it's been a long time since we we said fuck my genetti, so, you know, it's good to bring that back up again. Uh, <laughs> Lamb also, vomit. Yeah. Oh, God. So, you know, the new rockers, you got the, the new blackjacks, as you mentioned. None of it particularly works well. The new Heart good. Foundation, that's a particularly terrible one. Weren't they just called the New Foundation? They met whatever they were. It was horrific. Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart, wasn't it? With them check big, <laughs> them hor- horrific pants, and yeah, they were mm. not good. No. Anything new is bad. Yes, New I York. I hate New York. <laughs> I've never been. G- so. Give me old York. I mean, we have Ryan, who's actually in the chat. He's a a real good friend of mine from a, a podcast called The Blair Job, and I consistently rib him for everything that America steals and calls new, like New York and stuff like that. But so, yeah, um, old is always better. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go along with a similar sort of gimmick to chuck in the Hall of Lane this week, my friend. And it's, I suppose, the new version of a tag team that's very, very close to my heart. 
Uh, obviously, everyone's aware how much of a Jim Crockett Promotions NWA fan I am and so on. The Midnight Express, to me, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And if anyone lists, if, if people list a top five tag teams and they don't include the Midnight Express on their top five, if you, even if they're fifth, whatever, I sort of think, okay, you must not have seen them then because they are that good. They're young pups. I always label them as if they've missed that whole generation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, in, what was it, the late 90s, 97, 98, ish i think the i WWF. think it was during the nwa kind yeah, of invasion. Yeah, exactly right. yeah the wwf were working with the nwa who were were they were a dead brand at this stage the nwa they were they were mm. I mean, jared jared was the champion that's how bad it was Brown severin was the champion at one, at oh yeah he was yeah, well, yeah he was it? apologies yeah yeah right because didn't he have a couple of belts and one yeah, of them he came the out as the yeah he was the belt collector mm. yeah it was that glorious mustache and um and that and that manky grey t-shirt, <laughs> just sweaty, just a sweaty yeah. grey t-shirt. It wasn't. A, I mean, don't go wrong. Like you know, facial hair and sweaty. I could be Dan Severin. <laughs> Apart from That's the fact sh- that I'm not incredibly fucking hard. <laughs> Brilliant. But yes, the the end of the day had like a working agreement with the WWF, so we saw Dan Severin and and so on. Jim Cornette came across as well, and he ended up bringing, well, not bringing with him, because these guys were working for the WWF already, managing what they referred to as the new Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. And these were Bart Gun of Smoking Guns and Knocked on Your Arse at WrestleMania by Better Bean be. thing, and Sparky Plug, Bob Holly, <laughs> <laughs> under the names Bodacious Bart and Bombastic Bob. Oh dear, dear, dear! What a lot of bollocks! Exactly. Now, everyone—I'm assuming—I say everyone like it's an assumption, but most people would be aware of how great Bobby Eaton was, Stan Lane was, you know, Con- <laughs> all of these guys. Whoever made up the Midnight Express during the eighties, fantastic. Bob Holly had his moments, but he wasn't. Did he? <laughs> well, what yeah. name his moments? I'm, I'm all ears. What yeah, were his moments? Lesnar, didn't he? Is that the one where he almost broke Lesnar's arm? Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> and that that one, he had moment then. I he had he, a moment. He had that thing where he fell on the table and cut his back really bad. That was quite cool. I mean, he did powerbomb May Young. So that was that was cool. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, there was a snippet on, I think it was um, Botchamania, someone read from his autobiography, uh, and May Young said, lay it into me, you've got, you do it like you would do it to a normal wrestler, and he's like, I don't want to hurt you at all, and she's like, look, you pussy, if you don't do it properly, <laughs> when you get backstage, I'm going to kick your ass, so yeah, he's, uh, he properly laid into her with a powerbomb. I thought that was always um, Bubba Ray Dudley. No, he power bombed her from the the in through the table. But yeah, she mm. everyone liked to slap May Young about, I think. She just loved it. It was her thing. <laughs> it was her thing. Like big dicks are your thing. <laughs> yes, anyway, that's that's my entry to the Hall of Lane this week. It, they were shockingly bad. The giving them the name. I tell you what, if you'd have given them a different name. Did they still be bad? Yeah, they still been bad, but I think they said more of a chance. Calling them the new Midnight Express. I mean, even yeah. Cornette couldn't save these guys. They were that shocking. They actually yeah. won the NWA Tag Team Championships as well. 
they you know, it, during this run. I think they beat uh, Thrasher and Mosh. Mosh, the headbangers. Yeah, that's right. But so not only did they sully the name of the the Midnight Express, but they also sullied the NWA tag titles. Yeah, and it's and they were they were just shockingly bad, shockingly mm-hmm. bad. You know, again, they, they'd have been a terrible tag team anyway. Probably ended up in the Hall of Lane at some point anyway. But the new Midnight Express, come on! I mean, Bob Holly may be a, a double uh, inductee very mm-hmm. very soon yeah. with the old Sparky plug bollocks. Yeah, yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? It was. When he, was, when he used to do the racing car, the, 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 the car racing. and like, <laughs> when he, Was it Thurman Spark, <laughs> Sparky yeah. Thurman Plug or something like that? They sponsored him to enter races, didn't they? Yeah. And he just kept crashing the car and shit. Because he wasn't a racer. He was just yeah. an Alabama hick. <laughs> yeah, and he's a bit of an asshole as well. But yeah, there we go. That's my entrance into the Hall of Lame this week, Magsy. To go alongside the the great, fantastic, incredible Barry Windham in a Don't dark make me play the video film. again. In, don't in, make me play stalker. that video. I don't want to see the video again. I don't want to. Don't do it. <laughs> they're going to be my victims in the WWF. It's, no, they're not, mate. They're not, they're not. Again, this is ridiculous. Why? You're using an old name for the Midnight Express on wrestlers that don't deserve that name. And then on the other side of the coin, you've actually got Barry Windham, the real Barry Windham. It's not the new Barry Windham or anything like that. <laughs> it certainly wasn't the new Barry no, Windham. <laughs> you've actually got Barry Windham. Why don't you just call him Barry Windham and yeah, let him exactly. do Barry Windham things? Because they had to have gimmicks. You need a gimmick, pal. Because we can't have nice things. That's one. Yeah. Well, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. But there we go. There we go. That's the Hall of Lame for this week. Are we going to play the jingle, Magsy? Uh, let me... You, you throw me then. I didn't even play the jingle the first time, did I? You didn't, mate. You didn't. That's what I'm saying. And now I've lost the jingle because... Oh, oh there it is. Yeah. I just professionals of, yeah yeah i just wanted a bit of a drink to be honest that's why <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, shall we jump to twitter mags and have a little look at what all the glorious people out on the interwebs have been sending us this week uh no not yet i've got something that i want to push um okay something that i haven't told you about well I, I've, I've kind of hinted to it uh and i've got rush back it is, yes. <laughs> but I've got some cream. The doctor okay. said four, four or five weeks it should go away. No, nice. um, first of all, I wanted to test uh, to see how uh, perceptive you are, and you've clearly not noticed. Uh, but I've changed the uh, the logo in the top corner. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Now that logo may look quite familiar to you. It, it does. It does. So. Uh, and this this isn't me kind of like trying to shill. Um, so, but basically, um, Sharon, size uh, size uh, lovely, uh, better half. She sent uh, me and Mrs. Mags a, a, an amazingly sweet care package um, this week, um, and it's absolutely awesome. We got some bath bombs. Now, Mrs. Mags is not a bath bomb person, but this guy is. This guy loves a bit of a bath bomb. Um, but it just had loads of little cool uh, trinkets. I think there was a key ring in there, which the, the wife has put on her car keys. Um, there was some uh, um, 
uh, carpet uh, freshener uh, powder, which was uh, really nice. Uh, just loads of cool little uh, little uh, gifts, and yeah, we just massively, massively appreciated it. Um, but the reason why I want to mention it is because Sharon's looking to make this into a, a business, um, mm-hmm. and I think there's uh, a lot of uh, of call for it out there, um, and we are getting towards some kind of important days in in the calendar. Mother's Day is coming up. People who uh, watch this show may have our wives, girlfriends, parents who they want to want to um, treat. So. Um, Go to the go to uh, Sharon's website. It's rbfluxuries.com. And there's a link uh, down in this description, um, or or hit Sai up on on Twitter, or it's, uh, Sharon up on Twitter, and get your orders in because this stuff is it's really really good. Uh, and yeah, she uh, she put on a on her card uh, supporting a small business, and yeah, I absolutely would love to support that business. So definitely go and hit Sharon up rbfluxuries.com and get yourself some. Uh, some goodies for your better half yeah yeah definitely definitely my wife has been working very very hard on this uh i i've seen this this sort of stuff coming and going the the research that she's putting into the products that she wants to sell and so on so i can i can attest that what she is stocking to sell and that's excellent quality that skull is amazing yeah that's cool isn't it Dark ass metal skull. It's well cute. But I, mean, yeah, I don't know what it's meant to be. No. I think it's a paperweight, something like that. But it is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. And, and there's there's so much that she's going to be stocking. Different, you know, all, all the smellies, all that sort of stuff. And there's going to be uh, live live Facebook sessions through her website and through her Facebook page and so on mm-hmm. with regards to selling and you know prize draws and all that sort of stuff so keep an eye out make sure you go and follow RBF Luxuries by Sharon on Facebook on Twitter and so on as well just so you know when she's going live and you can contact her and get prices catalogs order forms whatever and what just even if it's just a message sharon and find out more information make mm-hmm. sure you do that yeah it, it, it's it's brilliant i'm really really proud of what she's doing she's working really hard and it's going really really well so i'm yeah i'm really proud of her yep you absolutely should be it's uh, amazing really yeah. really is she is doing great okay um i suppose now we can have a little look at what the interest yes yeah, 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 yes we can Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Okay, this week's non-wrestling topic was under the title of Where Are You From? And it was kind of just a general chat, I suppose, about literally that. Where are you from? Where do you live? Mm-hmm. You know, what's it, your t- it kind of ended up being a quiz. Like, we had to work out where half of these people were actually from. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to need some help with that. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a case of you know what, what is your hometown, city, village, whatever famous for? Uh, what do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Any odd facts about it? Anything like that? Uh, and just you know, send them in. Let us know. And we had a huge supply of comments. You know, answers, good points, bad points, and the rest, Magsy, didn't we? We certainly did. Lots of, I mean, every week the the CWF knock it out of the park yes. with uh with comments uh and 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 stuff like this. Yeah, we massively, massively appreciate it. It's it, again, we say it every week, but it, it's true. You guys make the show. Uh, yeah. If it, if it wasn't for this, we'd be out of here in about forty five minutes talking about wrestling and, and gone. Mm. You guys uh, are the 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 filler 
to to our wrestling killer content. Ooh, ooh, oh, that that's, uh, that came off wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's begin then, and I will go through them again in the order they came into us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have first of all at Millwall Chris. So I wonder where he's from. Uh, at Mahal Chris one I mean, on Twitter. Starting with the, the most vulgar of, 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 of picks. And he sent us a little ditty that I imagine they sing on the terraces at Noel. It at feels like it's stolen from Burnley, to be fair, because we Burnley fans also sing something very similar to this. Yeah, I've seen it in between us when they're singing it on the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they tell this guy. Burley could fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris says here, Osife London is wonderful. Osife London is wonderful. No, no. I'm not going no. to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to okay. do it. You're the singer out of the pair of us. I'm, I'm not. No, my, my singing days, I've retired my singing voice. What, since last week? Until probably next week. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> It's full of tits, Fanny and Millwall. Oh, Scythe London is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Okay. Thanks for that, Millwall, Chris. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, at UTT Rob on Twitter. I listened to more episodes of UTT on the way to and from work today. Uh, brilliant stuff. Listening to the UWA episodes, I think it was. Really, really enjoying it. It's great being able to catch back up on some of these other podcasts as well. And I've actually got best roids and so on to, you know, I need something to keep me entertained. So, yeah, really, really enjoying the podcast there with Rob and Dan. He says, my hometown is famous for rhubarb. And there was a pub called the Redite that was going to close down until a group of Swedish people who went to the pub got the King of Sweden to ask the brewery to keep it open. And it's still open. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, the king of Sweden. I mean, how much swear would he have with, with the brewery? You, you wouldn't mm. think he'd have that much swear. But that's a, still a really cool story. And like I said, the, the pub is still open now. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's quite funny. So, pop quiz, what is the town? Uh, Rob's from Huddersfield, isn't he? Correct. One, or so that's at least one he supports point. Huddersfield town, so I'm assuming he is from Huddersfield. I think it is Huddersfield. Yeah, okay, fine. And his town is famous for rhubarb. That's the rhubarb triangle you were talking about in the previous episode? It is. I think it's between Leeds, Sheffield and Wakefield, I want to say. I'm sure if Dan jumps in the chat, he'll correct me. Uh, But I think, I'm I'm definite it's between Leeds and Wakefield. I don't know what the third um, part of that triangle is for definite, but yeah, Huddersfield is smack bang in the middle of that. Okay, I like a bit of rhubarb. I hate it. Can't stand I know, it. and then you have to add, add so much sugar to make it nice. It's not worth having. And yeah. we also, when we moved to this house, we had a massive rhubarb patch and I dug it all out and threw it away. Fucking savage. <laughs> the other half of the UTT podcast, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter, he says, York is a city brimming with nearly 2,000 years of history. So I'm going to have a stab, Magsy, that he's from York, okay? Okay. And, Which and York, though? The old York or the New York? Well, obviously old York, because New York is an American. How did our dad's not American? 
That's very presumptuous. <laughs> he is very much a York person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, York is br- York is a city brimming with nearly 2,000 years of history and culture dating back to the Romans. The Minster is one of the biggest Gothic cathedrals in Europe and home to the third highest seat in the Church of England. There are plenty of museums and restaurants and two theatres. It has been a place I've been glad to call home for most of my life. Nowadays, it's mostly used by gaggles of hen and stag do's to treat like a public convenience on a weekend. <laughs> and it's fucking shit that's proper old man shouting at Clyde there isn't it it is it, I mean York is a good night out as well it really yeah. is so I don't know what he's bloody complaining about oh, they had a um, a muse- well, one of the museums up there we went on a school trip there when I was like in my, was in the Jorvik the Jorvik Museum that sounds about right and I think mm-hmm. I, I might be getting this completely wrong we either walked through the museum and there was like all the smells of like the villages and stuff like that and we were like we were walking through the olden times mm-hmm. or we were on like a little buggy thing on a track that took us through it no you i think you do walk through it it's okay. like it's um it's almost like um like a period drama they have act actors and actresses playing parts of people who live from that times Oh, see, I remember models. I don't, I don't know if it was people. Okay. I mean, we may be talking about two totally different museums then. Yeah, and we're also talking best part York. of 30 years ago. And York as well. Mm, yeah, so... Yeah, there we go. Uh, Dan continues, The weirdest local celeb, and in brackets he's wrote nuisance, is Plaggy Terry. <laughs> a bloke known for being fake tanned to fuck and wearing a white suit on night sight and looking plastic. He's been in trouble multiple times, up to and including suspicion of murder. Never found guilty to Dan's knowledge, he says so, here. So, Plaggy Terry sounds a little bit like Marty Janetta. Yes. Yes, potentially. Uh, he has also has warnings on local student forums for being a weird old perv and has his own urban dictionary entry. And Dan Brilliant. sent us a bit of this. It says here, Plaggy baiting. The act of winding up and testing the very limited intelligence intelligence and patience of terry smith of york uk commonly known as plastic terry or plaggy terry <laughs> terry mean, it, smith it, it feels self. mean but if he is a pervert then yeah then good on him <laughs> yeah terry smith is a self-professed celebrity of little merit or appeal he often lurks online under fake guises usually of beautiful women who all claim to be models bigging himself up Infamous acts to date include claiming Prime Minister David Cameron's letters as his own and nominating himself for a Person of the Year award. Fuck <laughs> off. What a, what a dickhead. And yeah, I don't know if you can make that like literally in the Urban Dictionary there. It says like plaggy baiting is the... Uh, Brilliant. Is, Brilliant. It's <laughs> literally there for winding this dude up. That's amazing. We've got a bit of a character in... Well, we've got lots of characters in Gloucester, I'm not going to lie. But there's one guy who... Uh, if, you, if you, like, literally just catch a glimpse at the corner of your eye, you think, was that Keith Richards? Because he looked old and fucked, and he's got the hair and, the, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But then when you actually look again, it's not. It's just this gross fella, right? And his ears, like, you know, pick up the fag ends off the floor, gross. You know? And he's, he's got worse and worse over time. And he now literally just stands on what is effectively Clarence Street, which is where all the buses go, and just shouts at buses. So and he's got men- men- mental. So you're mocking somebody with clear mental issues. I mean, I to I be am. fair, two of the more infamous people in, in Burnley 
clearly had mental issues. There was a woman called Matt, we called Mad Mary, um, and she was just uh, <laughs> she was just essentially a, a homeless old woman who was crazy. Okay, uh, and and then there was a guy called uh, Tommy Tomato Juice. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and basically he was a, he was a big stocky guy, but if you like spoke to him he'd get really really angry and he would he wouldn't attack people but he would like stomp up and down the road like going bright red like is like a tomato and just like sh- shouting at himself um and you even if you hadn't didn't say anything to him and he was in that 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 mood he'd just stomp past you like just angrily shouting at himself and you'd be like oh dear someone's wound uh tommy tomato juice up the kids used to bait him as well. Naughty, naughty. Horrible. Like Looking that. back now, it's horrible. Like that yeah. in uh, York. <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty that's much. Terrible, man. That's terrible. What a horrible lot you, you are in Burnley. <laughs> we are. We're scumbags. <laughs> Wait until you find out what we're famous for later on. Oh, God. <sighs> Uh, Scottish Danny on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo. He says, "Well, he sent us a little screenshot here. He's asked a question into- <laughs> in Quora in into Quora. Is Canning Town dangerous? Yes, <laughs> yes. Canning Town is very dangerous. It and its four neighbouring areas, Beckton, Plaistow, West Ham, and Tower Hamlets, are well known for minority drug gangs and knife and gun violence. Fantastic, brilliant." A, a lovely place to raise a family. Yes, yeah, it, it sounds glorious. He also continues here, Danny. Also, in the in the last thirteen months, a hotel's cash machine has been robbed. <laughs> Three stabbings within spitting distance of each other. A schoolboy had his arm chopped off with a machete oh. before ultimately dying. Jesus. And two women's bodies found in a freezer after missing for many years. My goodness. That that's brought the tone. I mean, there's not a lot of comedy gold to be no. gleaned from that. I mean, the the hotel's cash machine robbed. That sounds like a, a bit of fun, but the rest, he, mm, yeah, yeah, I think we should move look. quickly on. Yeah, Danny, move house. Yeah. Just move away. Go anywhere. Go back Any- to Scotland. <laughs> Go back to Scotland. <laughs> Go be with your people. MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter just sent a picture of what is that a spire? It is a crooked spire, and I had to add at the bottom for Sars benefit that this is Chesterfield, and he actually asked that where this place was after I'd wrote that, mm-hmm. didn't you? I did, yeah. So what's point? I didn't see that you responded. I, I knew that you would. You would not know what <laughs> the context was. I thought that based, when I was talking to Matt the other week, Matt Willis, he said that Graham was from Cheltenham. Is Cheltenham not near Chesterfield? I have no idea. No, Cheltenham's right by us. Cheltenham's okay. about, probably about eight and a half, nine miles from, from where I live. And it, it may have, is it Chesterfield it, up north? People can move. They're, you're not like you don't get designated a, a hometown and you have to stay there no, all of your that. life. <laughs> Graham's proof of that is pissed off to that America. That America. So, mm. That there America. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter says famous for being robbed of an FA Cup final 25 years ago 
as a then Division Two team. So Chesterfield. Right, okay. So not Cheltenham then? Well, 25 years ago, Cheltenham was like very much non-league. Yeah, because they were probably in our league, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were probably tubbing Gloucester, uh, Gloucester Park, whatever it's called. They what, sorry? They were probably tubbing Gloucester, 4-5-0. Yeah, beat, like, you were their whipping boys. No, not at all, mate, not at all. Not at all. Boxing Day 97, pal, one of the best days <laughs> of my life. During a war, Boxing Day 97. if you ever get amnesia, that is what you'll remember. Yeah. Oh, Sharon, remember Boxing Day 1997. One nil the dying. Best day of my life. One nil dying going into the last 20 minutes. Dale Watkins scored twice. He scored in stoppage time to win it. We all ran on the pitch to celebrate. It was fantastic. You know, Dale Watkins was an absolute legend. I got Watkins on the back of my Gloucester shirt. And then that summer, he pissed off to Cheltenham, so I had to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much he thought of your club. Yeah. So then he I went to, to the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wear a jacket to cover that up. Even like the preseason friendlies, when it was baking hot, I had my bomber jacket on, covering up the fact that I just got his name on the back of my shirt because I couldn't pick it off. I'm surprised it just cut it out, all that black marker over the top of it. We can't, we can't, what do you mean cut it out? I just said I bet it's the summer, it's the pre-season friendlies. I'll have it sunburned onto my back. <laughs> Brilliant. Just oh, just like edit it. So instead of saying Watkins, it says or oh, whatever his name was. It says Wanker. Yeah, I suppose. It seems like a lot. Of what work. a just... <laughs> yeah! What a story though. Yeah. Scores the goal, just lifts the whole town, then pisses off to the rivals. Yeah, Brilliant. I mean, he, he scored like that, like 35, 40 goals that season, and that's the year that we nearly went to Wembley. We were like two, like two minutes or three minutes away from going to Wembley in the cup final, and we missed out on promotion by one point to Charlton Town. Charlton went up, and then Watkins fucked off. Them. Amazing. Yeah, the story gets better and better. It's a feel-good story for anyone from Cheltenham, really. Yeah. Well, a little fact, though. This weekend, just gone. Lost to City Football Club's birthday, mate. 138 years old. <laughs> the oldest football club. The oldest football club in the country to not have ever played in the Football League. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. That, that's not a stat that you want to be that proud of. No. No, but then we we you know we take anything. Do you know what I mean? We, we'll <laughs> yeah, grasp, <laughs> we'll grasp any any recognition whatsoever. Uh, we didn't have our own ground until like recently. It's, it's, it, was, it was underwater for twenty years. Um, <laughs> at handy t one tf on Twitter, he says here, famous for nothing, love it because it's home, hate it because it's hell. Okay, <laughs> doesn't actually sound like you like it that much. No. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Just because he was born there, he, he's mm. honour bound to in, to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, odd fact, they incorporated the town once and even had its own town marshal. Then it got so dangerous and so many people died, they unincorporated and got rid of the police force. Now, I didn't understand what he meant there by incorporated. And he didn't reply to you. He just left it hanging as well. Yeah, so I'm on the wise um, max. I I couldn't work out where he was from neither, so this is no point for me. No, I got no. Idea. If anyone knows, or if if uh, and Andy is listening, let us know what what uh, what town is, so we can avoid it like the plague. I think he has told me before, a while back, like where he was from, but I can't. Remember. But you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, is that really a surprise? It's the old hard drive adage. 
Once you've got enough stored in, you have to get rid of something else to put something there. I need to remember all these things about, you know, 1985 NWA and stuff like that. I can't be filling my head out with other stuff. With people's hometowns. I mean, that's irrelevant to you. Unless they ran a show there in 1985. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ja, J-A, at 80s and 90s wrestling on Twitter. He shouts out your husband here, Max, Steve Bull, and says... My gorgeous... Boldy husband who's a cuddler with hold hands walking to, to Tesco. I imagine Steve Bull's be a Greg's guy as well. You you and Steve Bull. Pound Bakery, Greg's. mate. Pound Bakery. Pound Bakery. I don't think we've got one of them. Well, you're missing out two well, sausage rolls for a pound. And I say sausage because it's the pinkest meat <laughs> that I've ever <laughs> seen. Okay, does it make you poorly? I can say I, that I've never been poorly off it, but it it glows in the dark. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. You can use the sausage roll as a torch. At the, the risk of starting a potential argument here, and I asked this question very, very delicately, what sauce would you have of a sausage roll? No, so we're not playing this game again. No, I'm just if, curious. If because- any condiment, mustard. Okay, yeah, mustard. I'll go along with that. When I was at this one factory I worked at, there was a food van that used to come around. And a guy I worked with used to get a sausage roll and then two of the sachets of salad cream. Well, the fucking scruff. And he'd put a bit of salad cream on the end, eat it, bit of salad cream on the end, eat it, and that's how he'd eat a sausage roll. I mean, doing it like that's classy. I mean, at least it's not going all over, but ugh, salad cream on sausage rolls. I thought this was weird, and everyone else thought it was weird. And he literally kept kept saying, yeah, but you you don't know because you haven't tried it. So one day I tried it, and I'll tell you what, mate, it is fantastic. Now, I I do actually like salad cream, and I've had an argument with uh, Mr. Tolly, because he hates salad cream. He thinks it's the most pointless condiment in, in the whole of the world. It's How a, would it be pointless? It's a poor man's mayonnaise, he thinks. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Well, that's just fucking nonsense. Salad cream is, is good. And I wouldn't have anything particularly on my sausage rolls, but if it was something, it would be mustard. Yeah. No, I could see mustard. That'd be good. Try it with salad cream, though, mate. Give it a go one day. It's nice, honestly. I'm not going to do that. All right, well, then you can't judge, can you? Because you haven't tried it. I, I, I can judge. I can. Oh. I have eaten the elements that make this up. So I can judge, and I will judge profusely. Yeah, but you can't just assume. I can. can. You said, you're saying I can't, <laughs> but I can. And I will. <laughs> I'm crying at my... <laughs> uh, Anyway, anyway, anyway. Jar said, steeple. And... <laughs> <laughs> we were the first place in England to have traffic lights. <laughs> that that's that's a, a comment on how bad your driving was. Then surely in, in Wolverhampton. Oh dear me! Um, the best bar is the Hogshead, and the okay. best night out was Blastoff, who didn't like paying a fiver to go in a massive sweaty hall listening to indie music in the nineties, being attacked with their mates. Yeah, no wrong with that. that. No wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. There's some clubs in Gloucester, none of them are here anymore, but some clubs in Gloucester like that that I used to absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor Knows Crew, at Connor Knows Crew on Twitter. Hello, Connor, our friend. He says here, Columbus is famous for Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, American college football, 
and Columbus Crew, which is the MLS, isn't it, team that he he follows? Yep, and he does uh, watch-alongs regularly on on his channel, so uh, definitely go and check out uh, Connor's work over there. Um, But because we're uh, affiliated with Radio Techers, we've got to say that we support Austin FC, uh, their Tanner's team, so we're honour-bound to to support them, even though I think they are quite crap compared to Columbus. Obviously, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a United fan, first of all. I, well, I've lost I'm, the city I'm, in my home. Sorry, sorry to hear that. I, I am as well, mate, at the moment. I'll tell you that now. Do you know how bad it's got? My nan, who is in her 90s, yeah? I ring her twice a week just to have a chat with her and say hi and make sure she's okay, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's, United have got that bad that when I rang my nan up, she said, ooh, that Manchester, are aren't, right? doing, that Manchester <laughs> aren't doing very well, are they? And it's like, even my nan... Well, half of it is here. doing very well. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she asked, "Do I still follow them?" And they're not doing very well at the moment, are they? And it's like even my nan, who's got no interest in football, knows how shit we are. <laughs> that that's a sad, sad state of affairs. It's not a good look. Mate. It's not a good look. But anyway, did have you got like uh, another team in another country, no. or what are you keeping an eye out for, or anything? Uh, in another country, yeah, um, because we've got our, our quite a number of friends in in Turkey. Um, the area that we you go to is uh, their support Basictus, so okay. I kind of always look out for for their results. Uh, but in terms of like other um, clubs, no, I'm 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 loyal to to Burnley through thick or thin. Uh, I I don't have any teams that I particular detest apart from Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoy watching football in general, um, yeah. whether it's good, just good football. But uh, no, I'm loyal to Burnley. I'm not a, one of these two team guys. And no problem for me if you if you are uh, you su- you support who you support. I'm I'm definitely not someone who says you have to support your local team no matter what. However, you get interested in football is it usually dictates who you follow. Um, so I'm I'm not kind of um, uh, st- steadfast in that. But yeah, I've I've a Burnley fan. What I was raised on from the dire dire efforts in in the fourth tier. All the way to the heady hearts of relegation in twenty twenty two. Oh right, yeah. See, obviously for me, United are my club. Lost City in my <laughs> hometown club. When I first started watching football and following United and so on, watching their games on the telly and whatever, I didn't even realise Gloucester had a football club. I was so young, so <laughs> I was delighted to find that out. And I got a real soft spot for AC Milan as well, just because of back in the day we didn't have Sky or anything like that, so all I could watch was Italian football on Channel Four. I mean, we spoke about this before. Jim yeah. Richardson and Golaccio. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I loved it, mate. I loved it. So AC Milan have always kind of, I've always looked out for their results. And they BT are showing the games. I always try and catch like they played the other night, caught that when they beat Napoli and so on. Yeah. So. For for me, when we were, I was watching. Um, um, Italian footballer Italia on on Channel Four. It was always uh, Batistuta at Fiorentina, yep. or or actually Lazio. I used to always look out for the, for those. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Ja again at eighties nineties wrestling says. Also, we have a local who dresses like Elvis, hangs around the city centre and in pubs on evenings where he poses for photos. In addition, we have a bloke in really? a cowboy hat who quotes the Bible. On the high street most weekends. <laughs> um, in a cowboy hat. 
I mean, cowboys can be religious, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, anyone can. The, the, uh, I, I won't say only cowboys can be religious. I'm <laughs> yeah, saying only, only cowboys. <laughs> cowboys can also be religious. Yes. They, yes, they can, Max. Well observed. <laughs> Uh, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O, he says here, without getting too serious, I can't give away exact location. I mean, I worked it out. It was pretty easy to work out, Steve-O. You didn't, you didn't leave too little hints. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, not, you didn't work out the town. Surely you did. East I'm, I'm Devon. Honest, to be honest, I've screenshotted the stuff to be able to read it on the show. I've not actually read it through properly. East Devon, okay, so, yeah, go on. Just re- read it through, read it through, okay. and then we'll 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 see if you can work it out. I'm not going to be able to. No one's going to laugh at me. So, anyway, East Devon lived there all my life, barring the last four and a half years in London. Don't know if it's famous for anything. As a metalhead, the Metal Knights used to be fun. Coco Lounge, the Hideaway, the Beach Club, Rude Bar, all decent nights out. Your standard everyday nightclubs were Route 66, Venue, and Bohemia. It's never been my thing, clubbing, but that's what the coastal town I'm famous, I'm from, is famous all about. I want to mm-hmm. be Ibiza. I want to be Ibiza. Okay. And that's what gave it away for me when he says, want to be Ibiza, East Devon. It kind of pins it down. Where is East De- where, where, where's Devon? Devon's near the bottom of the country, near Cornwall. Okay. Hmm. In fact, me and my mates agree, all you can do in these small towns are either go to the gym, the pub, the club, shag a stranger, repeat. <laughs> There's a t-shirt for you, he says. Brilliant. Sadly, the area is legit becoming a homeless stroke drug abuse area, as so cheap to live here, so most of the locals move away. Mm-hmm. The only good thing is the beaches and the moors, the moors especially, have many a time when down there listened to your podcasts and just to get away from the noise. It's genuinely fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what Cheers a sweet way to, to end uh, the horrific slating of your hometown. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So, Devon. See, I, I want to be Ibiza. I, it, it, I'll put you out your misery. It's Torquay. It's clearly oh, Torquay. okay, right. That's clearly, what, what I mean... Lives. It's also where Hel- Helen Chamberlain from um, Soccer Saturday, um, Soccer AM, sorry, was. Mm. She's a supporter of, uh, of Torquay United. Yes, she got a Torquay United badge tattooed on her ass. She did. She did. And she did. wouldn't mind seeing that tattoo. It's online, mate. Just Google it. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, ne- I've never thought to do that. I mean, I've never really thought to to be that interested in in a tattoo, but I'll I'll look it up in a minute. That's bullshit. You've never done that. I've honestly, I've never. I've, I knew she had the tattoo. I've just never looked it up. Okay. I believe you. And finally, this week, Matt Willis via WhatsApp. We have mm. here uh, Clacton has Hearing- a couple. Here he Go goes on. with his fucking his Wikipedia entry of everything that's ever happened in the history <laughs> of fucking Clacton. This program contains flash cars, big watches, and extreme posing. The tans you see might be fake, but the people are all real. Though some of what they do has been set up purely for your entertainment. Eat this. He says Clacton has a couple of claims to fame. 
it was where the Pet Shop Boys shot the music video for Always On My Mind. It was also the setting for their feature film, It Couldn't Happen Here, starring the late Barbara Windsor. Uh, it was also featured in a couple of other films. The film Kinky Boots Pier scene was filmed on Clapton Pier. And part of Yesterday, the theme where someone rips off the Beatles, was filmed in Clapton. But probably the most famous thing at Clapton is known for is its old Butlins summer camp, where one Sir Cliff Richard got his start as a redcoat. Yes. There we go. Cool. Scottish Danny finally made it, uh, survived the stabbings and the freezers and the, uh, the robbing of hotel um, cash machines. Um, glad you can make it. Move, move out of Canning Town. Just move oh, out. Mate, it's, it's, it's rough, mate. There, it? It's rough. Uh, where, where you been, Danny? What's going on, mate? This is, you know, it's been surviving stabbings. <laughs> or he's been out stabbing. That's what we don't... We, <laughs> That's it. You know, mm. We don't know, do we? We don't know. We, All we within got, spitting distance of each other. Yeah, exactly. And when, when he says that, he means literally down his road, where he mm. lives. Exactly. So Scottish Danny may be the, the canning stabber. Colin McRae. Not McCall. Colin, Colin the canning stabber. Colin McCaldy, the canning stabber. Yeah. Colin McRae, the drive-by stabber. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leaning out of the court, yeah, window of his fucking rally car with a bread knife or something. <laughs> I don't know why. Why a bread knife? Is that going to be effective? I mean, I mean, if you want to cut them into even slices, I suppose it is. Oh, I don't know, because if, if it's a loaf of bread and you oh, cut it into a bread good knife, I can't do that. They don't end up even. I don't know what to tell you. Get a new bread naff. Well, I'll just buy sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this this is apparently a wrestling show. I've, I've, I've heard rumours that this is a wrestling show. <laughs> oh, before we get to a bit of wrestling, Magsy, do you want to let us know about where you're from? So, I'm from a little town called Burnley. And it's famous for being... A fucking shithole. <laughs> I mean, back in the olden days, it was actually a massive hub for uh, the textile industry. Um, uh, part of the kind of like the Weaver's Triangle, it's called. Um, the um, we were like very important in cotton and and wool and textiles and stuff like that. Uh, but as that kind of died out, it, we became more of a service town. So now it's like shopping and things like that. Um, we're also famous for our football team. Uh, very anti uh, football, anti Premier League football. Certainly very old fashioned in the kind of four four two direct play we have. Um, but we've also have a, a dark period in Burnley uh, we were famous for having um, a massive race related riot uh, in Burnley uh, okay. a couple of decades ago uh, a lot of it was baited by the police and then a lot of kind of frustration with uh, with uh, unemployment and stuff like that and, and needing somebody to blame and we, because we've got uh, one of the, the biggest um, Muslim uh, kind of populations in, in Burnley they were the target uh, and, yeah, and it was a, a rough couple of weeks for, for that and it made like national news uh we've had some famous people come from here as well so ian mckellen is from here not ian mcshane him off him off the love joy um jimmy anderson as well famous uh record-breaking cricketer is from here so yeah we've uh for a town of about seventy thousand people we've not done we've not done too bad 
Fair enough, mate. And of course, you're from there as well. Big celebrity. Well, according to, to Rob, I'm the mayor of Burnley. I still haven't received my big gold gold chain or anything like that, but... Big gold chain. B.A. Barakas. I pity the fool who doesn't give me a gold chain. Here are mags, drink this milk. How'd I get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where I'm from in Gloucester, there's the cathedral. We're quite famous for that. Yes. Doctor Who was filmed there. Um, the docks. Quite famous I mean, for those. There, there is a big kind of dark thing from Gloucester. Oh, Fred oh. West, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. cash, just cash. Oh, Fred, oh, as we Fred. all knew him. Oh, Fred, he was a, he was a scamp. <laughs> yeah. He, he was typical Gloucester. He had the, the farmer's accent down. Yeah, he did. And he looked, he looked off it as well, didn't he? And he had a, teeth like a broken fence. Yeah, it was not a good look. It was not a good look. No. No. Uh, where the house was, Crom- Cromwell Street, 25 Cromwell Street, mm-hmm. it's probably less than a 15-minute walk from my house. It's, it's Jesus, literally that little, close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really close. It's it's pretty much by the city centre. And it's you've got, you've got Gloucester Park, which is just basically a, a big freaking field with a bit of a climbing frame in it and stuff. It's not too bad. It's, you know, it's all right. But it's in a shitty area, a really nasty area. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then you've got like basically where I live, so it's just the other side of the park, and a, you know, and a little bit further, really. So it's right by. I mean, I walk past where the house was all the time. If I'm going to, if I'm going into town doing shopping or going to get the bus out to work or anything like that, I walk past the house all the time. Well, what where the house was anyway, it's not there anymore, it's literally it's an alleyway now. Oh, right, I thought it was a memorial, I thought they'd made like a, a memorial. Um, not really, it's it's strange because it's all a mid. It's all like terraced housing, you know. You can imagine yeah. like, like, like the the start of Coronation Street, the scene there where it's you know how the those cat, houses look. the the cat running across the fence and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's it's like that down there. And then halfway down the road, there's just this gap where twenty five Cromwell Street, Fred West's house was. It's no longer there, and there's a, 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 like a, a pathway and a bit of grass and so on. That's all you can cut through to go to you know, the other side of, of where this this place is. So it'd be eerie, I think, for mm. to go down that alley, knowing just what happened in that area, in that yeah. space that you're walking through, and and then going past number twenty three and number twenty seven, and there's no number twenty five. Well, there's actually a little church now next to where the gap is. I don't know if it was there when fred was conducting these horrible crimes i'm not sure but now there's like the, the one side of it is i think a little church um i think i'll, I'll, I'll take a picture next time i go past and I'll, I'll, I'll share it on the twitter so everyone can see what it looks like now but yeah it's not a not a particularly pleasant place to be fair so there we go oh cheese rolling as well We're famous for cheese rolling uh, i mean that is brilliant i watched a netflix show about that and it is it's fucking amazing. It was so entertaining. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Because the hill, it, Cooper's Hill, uh, it's basically where, where I was saying about Brockworth, where I work. Cooper's Hill is in Brockworth. And yeah. my sister lives in Brockworth. Again, it's, it's, it's not far from where I am. You can see the actual part of the hill they use from my sister's back garden. Because her oh, cool. garden backs up to the hill. And it's it's like this, mate. It is so steep. Yeah. It is insane. 
Yeah. If, if anyone's not seen cheese rolling, Google it, look it up on YouTube, whatever. It is batshit crazy. Yeah. There's a, there is a, uh, a Netflix documentary about um, crazy sports, and that's one of the episodes. And it kind of focuses on a couple of people who were uh, the favourites to win one year. Uh, one uh, girl who's maybe won it three or four times. Um, and yeah, the injuries that you get going down that hill is ridiculous. I think she wins it and then dislocates her shoulder on the yeah. way down. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. And it's oh, it's insane because it's such a steep thing. And of course, some some years it rains mm-hmm. and so on. And what you have now is the, uh, the 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 rugby team, Brockworth Badgers rugby team. They all line up at the bottom of the hill and they stop people as they're coming down. Yeah, because always they'll just keep going. They'll just go and just roll through into Cheltenham or something. I expect. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. I would never attempt it. Um, but yeah, it's the lunatics, Gloucester mm. lunatics. Absolutely insane, mate. Absolutely insane. Uh, have we got anything in the chat? Do we want to have a quick look at Magsy before we talk a bit of wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we can go all the way back to Matt rocking up. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, ordering some bath bombs. It looks like from, uh, from Mrs. Powell. So oh, get your bath bomb orders in. Um, he's, um, says that the risk of being mocked player store is bizarrely pronounced player store. I mean, it's not bizarre. It's that's how it's pronounced. I probably said it wrong. Then. Okay. That's fair. I mean, Sharon also shocked that people can actually, leave gloucester matt agree with me about mustard uh, on sausage rolls uh connor said as an american all my favorite teams are, are out of date aside from columbus um because they're local and and connor did actually um ask me how to apply to be a burnley fan um because he's uh been playing uh, as burnley on fifa and he really has been enjoying it so he's dumped arsenal and he's coming over to to the to the clarets uh, which is uh, which is good. Um, fact: Bruce Forsyth was born before sliced bread was invented, according to according to Matt. I didn't know that whatsoever. Scottish Danny is thinking about moving to Glasgow to play up to the gimmick to spat uh, boss. I mean, you don't have to call me boss, just sir or Lord Mags. That'll do. Um, the Patina Predator. I'm assuming he means Padium Predator there. Uh, according to okay, Mr. Harris. Yeah. Millwall Chris in the chat. Uh, we had a, a, a bloody good dig at South London for you earlier, sir. Uh, so uh, tune in to the, to the replay for that. I didn't. Well, you, you wouldn't sing the song. No, I'm not, no, because I, I can't sing. I sound awful. I'm not going to sing the song. I read it out. That's good enough, isn't it? Sharon says Gloucester is also famous for Harry Potter's Cathedral School. Didn't know yes. that. Yes, that's right, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So and, I, I I should have said that. I just instantly thought of Doctor So and, and Millwall Chris ending the, the chat for now by calling us bastards. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> so then, shall we talk a little wrestling? Let's do it, sir. Believe in the shield. Uh, let's get Okay, okay. So, I won the poll again, Magsy. 
Did you? I don't keep track of that stuff. It's not a competition to me. It's all no, about the, not, no. it's all about the taking part. It's not a competition to you, nay that you're not ahead, is what okay. you mean. Okay. And I've even been getting grief about this on Twitter. And yeah, Sars winning. He deserves to win. He puts in a lot of hard work. I, I have nothing but respect for him. But he better not See, fucking believe- win next week. I was believing that until that bit there. <laughs> I have nothing but respect for him. I thought, ah, oh, now you've ruined it. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that has gone too far. That's yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, my uh, my selection won again. And I'm over the moon about this, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I, I'll be fair, I, I, I'd happily watch the either match. Yep. If yours had won, I'd, I'd think, oh, that's, that's a good option. I'd quite happily watch that again. That'd be good. But this one here... Uh, the TLC match from TLC 2012, a uh, six-man TLC match between Ryback, Daniel Bryan, and Kane against the three members of the Shield. Uh, I, I, I would have seen it at the time. I know I would have, but I've not ever seen it since. And of course, it's what ten years now, isn't it? Really, so nine and a half, ten years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Really, really interesting going back and seeing well some guys who no longer work for the company and some others who still do, but look very different to how they looked back then. Max, is this you know something you've seen before, seen recently, looked back on much? So this was totally in that period where I was not uh, watching wrestling. I knew of the Shield. Um, the the biggest take. Uh, so this is actually the first time I've ever seen this match. Um, okay. But the biggest takeaway was how young they all looked. Yeah. How, like, really, I mean, Roman Reigns looks like a little baby. He looks like a, a pup, not a big dog. Um, so I actually watched the kind of the promos that they cut um, during the show, uh, just to get some context. Um, and it's, it's almost like they weren't, fully set on the name of the shield as well, because they keep mentioning that they're the shield of justice. Yeah. Now I know they end up being called the hounds of justice. Um, so it seems like maybe the, the, they and the WWE didn't really know what they had on their hands with the shield. Cause I think this is like within a, a month or so of their debut. Uh, they'd been obviously like, um, um, Get interfering in CM Punk's matches, and uh, uh, this ended up being their their debut match themselves. So, um, yeah, I think that this was very much felt like a a work in progress of the Shield, but the chemistry between the three is absolutely undeniable. I, I just sat through that kind of like uh, faked video uh, montage footage that uh, style of, of promo that they cut. I was enthralled. I was genuinely, genuinely enthralled by all three of them. Uh, Roman Reigns didn't say a lot, said his name a couple of times. Uh, but Dean Ambrose, he's just so captivating in yeah. this in this character. It's so good. Yeah, definitely. And again, you mentioned there about the way they look. And obviously, 10 years younger. So they do, of course, look younger. But it's, it's crazy because we see these people on our screens every week. Even though I don't watch WWE on on a regular basis, I see Roman Reigns weekly, whether it's on YouTube or Twitter or whatever, people sharing clips. I see Seth Rollins weekly. Dean Ambrose, of course, John Moxley, we see him weekly. So, I mean, obviously, watching the AEW pay-per-view just gone and 
clips building up to well, Elimination Chamber recently with Reigns and so on as well. And then completely out of context, watching something from 10 years ago, you have that direct comparison, don't you, of now and then, I guess. <laughs> and you've got Seth Rollins with the half-blonde bit in his hair that Sharon, my my amazing wife, absolutely despised. She hated it when he had that because he looked ridiculous, she'd say. I don't think he looked that bad, but I'm not exactly at the height of fashion, so it, I wouldn't it, know. <laughs> it made him stand out in a, in a wrestling era where everybody had long hair and a beard. So mm. I, I saw the point of it. It's not for me. Uh, I don't. I didn't particularly like it, but I, I saw the point in it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Roman Reigns still obviously massive, muscular bloke, but the tattoo isn't as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. So he looks almost, I suppose, plain in a way because you're used to seeing him for want of a better term, coloured in, I guess, with a tattoo down his arm and that, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, so he looks very plain to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like I said, he, he looked, the the thing that stood out to me was just how young he in particular looked. Mm. Yeah. Um, and just the, the change in the growth that he's had as, as, a, as a, a wrestler and as a character over 10 years is, is a, outstanding. He's really kind of blossomed. That Roman Reigns uh, in 2012, I would not have pictured of, of him being the face of the company. It's just, it's just an unreal change. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. We get obviously on the on the other side, Kane. This is ropey time for Kane for me. The, I mean, hopefully Dan Griffin isn't in in the chat. This may be the shittest version of Kane. Oh, see, I don't know. I still like Kane in the mask. The mask. I hate that mask. That mask is the worst. No, it's not the worst. The the kind of metal mask is probably the worst mask. But this is not far from the worst mask. What about Corporate Kane, where he wrestled the trousers? I love Corporate Kane. Okay. And and it's all because there was a meme uh, uh, on on Twitter. I think it was Sasha Banks was in a photo. uh, And you could see Kane in the background, dressed as Corporate Kane, sat at a desk on a laptop. And it was uh, kind of an office work Kane. It was brilliant. Okay, right. <laughs> this is when he's got no hair as well, isn't it? This is the hair is stuck in the mask, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. a good look at all. Not a good look at all. And and he's and he's got a little bit of a of timber on, on the veranda. He's not looking his big buffy cane self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel Bryan looks kind of the same as he does now. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got younger over these ten years. He yeah. looks younger now than he did then. Yeah. And then that that leaves the last person on that team, I suppose. Uh, Ra twat. I was going to say, Maxi Ryback. What, what are your thoughts on on Ryback as a wrestler, and obviously now as some kind of comedy Twitter character? Honestly, so, <laughs> so I had the the distinct pleasure of missing Ryback's run in WWE, and the the stuff that I've caught of him since. No, not a fan. Can't say I'm a big fan. Um, but his Twitter game is ridiculous. When mm. when he uh, put polls out saying, should I make a comeback? WWE uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> knocking my, my door off the hinges. Should I make this comeback or should I retire and, and, and quit? He, he was re- resoundly asked to quit and he kept putting the same poll up over and over again and each time quit got more and more of the votes now a sane person would have put i'll take that quit option away because i clearly don't want to quit 
But no, he kept putting up there. He's um, he seems like a dickhead. Mm. I get that impression as well. I get that impression <laughs> as well. And when you hear like talking uh, CM Punk talking about wrestling, mm-hmm. Ryback and Ryback hurting him and so on, and he he has a go at him. Uh, and the next match, Ryback does exactly the same thing. And yeah. he, apparently Punk point blank asks him, are you just stupid? And Ryback responds, yeah, I'm stupid. And just hung his and head he in shame, you know? it's. <laughs> and it, I don't know whether he's, he's now trying to play into that gimmick, but if he's not, and he really does believe the stuff he believes, he is a dickhead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I mean, you can't get away from the fact, though, for, for a short period, he was quite popular with the crowd. The live crowds always seemed to chant, you know, the, the whole feed me more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they popped for his finisher and so on. I mean, there was a spell when he seemed to be, things seemed to be clicking for him, really. Yeah, yeah. And and I can see that. Again, I'm not, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff, but with the, the feed me more catchphrase, the, the big muscly look, the kind of a almost Goldberg style of mm. matches where he comes in three minutes and gets his moves in. I can see that being popular. Um, but when you, that moveset injures other wrestlers, um, yeah, it's, it's not a good look. And then when... Um, you are then not in the company and you're still bad mouthing the company, but wanted to be back in the company uh, and you kind of believe in your own bullshit. Yeah, you you may be an idiot. Yes, you may indeed. Something else that's funny about Roy Back, to be honest, I, I, I may be wrong. I imagine someone in the chat might correct me, Matt. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever saw Roy Back's pyro. Okay. Because he used to come out, do that whole feed me more thing with his arms, and then he'd do one big one, and you'd hear the pyro go off, but the camera would always zoom in on his face. So they were setting off his pyro every week for him on Raw or SmackDown or wherever he was. For a long old time, the whole time he was in the company, I don't think we ever actually saw it as a viewer at home, which is weird because WWE normally have uh, make sure they catch these things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why not have him do the... The, the gimmick near the pyro so it could be in the shot I suppose hmm. I mean you can hear it all going off as a, you know you can hear it here in, in, in this TLC event I mean Scottish Danny comes up with a good point maybe he didn't have real pyro it's just the, the audio effect but it may also have been something for the live crowd I suppose hmm. yeah I suppose yeah, just always bothered me as well. I know what what Ryback's just, <laughs> just aggravated you so Matt says uh, he had no pyro it was just the noise oh okay See, I never got that. I I always just assumed it was pyro because you can hear that, the pa- who perhaps in pyro noise. Are. Yeah, and I don't think it always did sound the same. I'm fairly certain there was pyro, but again, I can't say. They, for may, sure. they may well have done. Um, I'm not a, an aficionado on on Ryback, unfortunately. You surprise me. Yeah, this match may change <laughs> change my mind. Oh, okay. So we go, is that going to be your link 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 for this it week? He was he was the worst part of this match, though, wasn't it? Yes, he was by a long way. Well, is apart it? from how Kane looked, I mean, even even Tubby Crap Mask Kane was better than the Ryback Mask Kane. <laughs> oh dear me! The match starts very quickly, doesn't it? Everyone kind of just starts brawling. Uh, well, first of all, we got the entrances. The Shield entrance oh, is always so cool, isn't it? Just coming through the crowd. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. Uh, and 
Again, I, I missed a lot of this uh, as it happened, um, but I do remember the the Shield having Paul or next when they first debuted. I'm glad they got rid of them because uh, this kind of like military security look it fits them way better. I think. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, though, I appreciate it looks cool, but then wrestling in those vests that can't be particularly comfortable, surely. I mean, but if you if you're wrestling a twenty minute match like this, you could have like maybe a, a kind of pop in one pocket, maybe some Hogan meat shoes meat in another pocket. Well, you wouldn't oh. need a pocket, would you? Because they'd be in your shoes. Ah, well, this yeah. is it. I mean, you could a have kind like of pop. a Solero. You could have a Solero. <laughs> <laughs> Rodins goes through a table. He's just like, ah! I'm going to quit bit of his ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> a bag of uh, like cheesy moments. Like... Cheesy moments, oh. yeah. yeah. The can of pop intrigues me as well. And what do you reckon they have? I, mean, I, I reckon Dean Ambrose. Vimto. Vimto. Well, all of them. No, Dean Ambrose is Vimto. Okay. I think Seth is probably fizzy water. Maybe slap flavoured yeah. fizzy water. Roman looks like he he would just drink milk. I think milk. milk. Part of milk. Can. You used to be able to get milk in a can. Could you? Oh my good lord! You, well, look I, I it don't up. Know. Milk. They did a massive advertising promo for selling milk in a can to try and make it cool for the young kids. It flopped, but you could oh, get it. See, I, I don't remember that at all. I remember milk coming in bottles when I was a kid, and then you had the old milkman. As it doesn't come in bottles now. What does it no, come in? Dickhead, listen. <laughs> I mean, the glass bottles that used to be delivered, and, and sometimes when you're walking home from when you're out clubbing, you'd see someone's had a pint of orange juice delivered, and you just go and swipe it and drink it on the way home. You thieving, thieving I, fucker. I didn't say I did it. I just knew yeah. people who did. It was, and it was the chocolate milk was the best anyway to steal. Allegedly, so I've heard. Alleg- allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Okay, yeah, and obviously now it all comes in plastic cartons, doesn't it? You know, I, I mean, I would, the shop that near us, they still sell milk in glass bottles. Well, okay, I haven't seen that for ages. Sterilized milk that always comes in glass bottles. Hmm, again, I've not seen that in ages. You've not seen sterilized milk. <laughs> what do you mean, sterilized milk? You don't know what, ster- what... How have we veered away from the Shield versus <laughs> Team Elnor and Ryback? You don't know what sterilised milk is. You've never heard of sterilised milk. No, I've heard of it, but now you've got me questioning if I've seen it or not. You've you've never seen... So it's like God. It's like mythical. I <laughs> know of it, but there's no evidence that it actually exists. Oh, no. Oh, oh fucking hell. See, this is why I don't like talking to you about these things. <laughs> what is this madness? Sterilised milk. What's the difference between sterilised milk and normal milk then? Well, it's boiled, so it's sterilised and it tastes different. Okay. Oh, like um, UHT? No, that's standard milk. UHT isn't standard milk. It is. It's not. UHT tastes different. It's in a... Oh, my fucking God. It, uh, you, uh, um, Matt, Matt do you want to tag in? I, <laughs> I need a break. I need I need to go and drink some sterilised milk. That's uh, your homework for next week. Get a bottle of sterilised milk and taste it. UHT milk is it's milk. The long, it's the long life stuff. 
like cartons of milk. Yeah, yeah. Like where you can. I don't taste like normal milk. That's got a different taste to it. No, not really. It still it has. It's, it's completely different. <sighs> Roll on the volley. <laughs> Talking to somebody sensible. <laughs> uh, I, I, milk talk. Sponsored by. I mean, that should be chain wrestling sponsored by Milk Talk, Daddy. So you've got that backward. Yeah. And UHT is the modern version of sterilized. No, it is not. Sterilized milk is a different thing. It's not the same. I think we used to get bottles of sterilized milk in the shop I worked at, going back sort of five, six years, maybe longer than that, actually, 10 years, maybe. Because we. <laughs> the, the missus, who uh, has just invaded the room, has brought a bottle of sterilized milk. See? Sterilized. Can you see where it right. says there? Yeah, sterilized. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. So, so that also shows that she's earwigging on me podcast recording, which, wow, never do that again. Thank you, Mrs. Mags. We all love you. It, <laughs> it does have a different test. UHT has a unique gross test. It doesn't. U, UHT and UHT. and fresh milk, like normal, like blue top or red top, are very very similar. The only difference is UHT is is. Uh, heat treated so it kills off the bacteria it tastes the tastes relatively the same sterilized milk tastes nothing at all like standard milk right UHD does taste different I'm telling you man it, it genuinely does because it, listen it, in it, Gloucester our UHT tastes different <laughs> but we like drink milk food. straight from the cow I like it from what the fuck I, I like it <laughs> I like it on my cereal UHT milk it's like it's almost like it, I love that different taste to it okay I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it if it tasted the fucking same would I that, that I'm, I'm, I've got a headache <laughs> from from the milk talk let's agree to disagree that standard milk and UHT milk are the same milk just just one is is heat treated to make it last longer. Yeah, Sterilized milk is is different. It's not the same. Mm. <laughs> These things are not the same, sir. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Apologies, listeners. Uh, this was meant to be about the the shield and Team Hell No and Rabat. Yeah, we did get slightly sidetracked there. <laughs> I'm opening the sterilized milk now. Out of temper. <laughs> Oh, um, there's Goldberg chance for Boy Back Mags, isn't there? What are you doing now? Yeah, because he's a fucking knockoff Goldberg, isn't he? Really? <laughs> let's let's get it round. You're getting all angry and fired up now because we can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm angry now. Best drink some milk. <laughs> Delicious and sterilized. Oh. Mm, nom nom nom. Okay, okay. Uh, it's it's very very chaotic as well early on. You know, there seems to be, there's lots of brawling, there's lots of chair shots, there's lots of um, use of a ladder quite early on, hitting <laughs> people with a ladder. And then for a little while, we break down into the standard kind of multi-person sort of, uh, format, I guess, where people are on the outside. And they need a break. And, yeah, yeah, and they and they kind of get the, the taking it in turns for a while, don't we? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's the standard that WWE likes to go with, um, that... Uh, it, I suppose it provides the excitement when you get to uh, near falls all of a sudden somebody who's been out of the match for a couple of minutes comes back and, and breaks up the pin but it does get a little bit repetitive um, saying that I actually enjoyed the the 
the opening to this match, I felt it, it showed that it wasn't just a typical wrestling match. These these people had proper grudges against each other. I, I love Dean Ambrose's uh, uh, work in this because he is just like a wild animal. Yeah. Uh, instead of throwing like punches, which we all know is faked in wrestling, uh, the the kind of cushioned, he's wailing on people like like a a, a, a lunatic. Essentially, he is the lunatic uh, uh, the lunatic fringe. So uh, I. I do like that that kind of uh energetic factor that the 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 shield bring and then you've got the technical skill of of uh of, of seth rollins and then the the big kind of heavyweight bruiser that is roman reigns i think there's a a, a really good balance of wrestling styles with these three mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah, there's a few moments with ryback as well where i suppose they're trying to showcase how powerful this guy is in a very mm-hmm. Again, Goldberg-esque way, I suppose, showing his, his his strength and so on. He suplexes both Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose at the same time. Yep, onto a ladder. Uh, I'm not really a fan of seeing you know when you see the big guys double suplex someone because it almost doesn't make sense. Like you know, in reality, they're, they're not going to be able to do that, are they? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, if you're trying to get someone over as a, a big, mm. unstoppable monster. But as wizened wrestling fans, we can see that it, the people doing the work are are Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. You can see yeah. where they're putting their, their arms in position and pushing off and, and, and jumping. Um, but again, if you're a kid watching this, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Roman screams at the, was it the Spanish announce table? Mm-hmm. Uh, get up fools. This is our table now, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> and then Roy back gets powerbomb through it. The, yeah. The, the signature triple powerbomb as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of writes him off for a while. Uh, and th- at this stage, the WWE camera work is giving me a headache because anytime anyone throws a punch, they cut to another camera angle. They're zooming in and out, and it- it's not. It was Kevin I- Dunn special. It. Kevin Dunn it. loves doing this bullshit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hate it. Uh, the Shield plays a table on the top rope, set Again? up kind of, you know, f- as a platform. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah. unique, isn't it? You don't see that very often. It, 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 uh, and it and it led to some kind of interesting spots as well. I mean, the, there's the attempt to uh, the 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 double um, power bomb, and then there's like the 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 superplex, I suppose. Um, yeah, I thought that was a cool spot. Daniel Bryan selling like a an absolute animal from that. Mm, yeah, when he's uh, he's sent into the table as well, isn't he? Almost like how they. How, how Bret Hart used to take a buckle bump where he'd run he'd run chest first into the turnbuckle. He's sent towards the corner in the same way and takes the edge of the table in, his, in the face. And I thought mm-hmm. that looked really good. And and then you look back at, at him spending years unable to wrestle and you kind of understand why. Yeah. Because he didn't really give a shit about his face or his head or his neck. So mm. learn a lesson, Daniel. That was a silly manoeuvre. Yes, very daft indeed. Very daft indeed. Uh, Speaking of which, Seth Rollins stamps him onto a chair as well. 
He does. Uh, and then uh, not long after that, we see uh, what I thought was a, one of the cooler spots. Uh, Daniel Bryan essentially locking the, the no-lock into pretty much all of the shield, yeah. one after the other. I thought that was a... I love spots like that uh, where... Um, where one group gets all of the the submission moves that apply to him. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Seth Rollins goes up a massive ladder and Ryback suddenly wakes up after getting put on a table to throw (laughs) Seth Rollins through other tables. Yeah, and again, another another spot that made me wince because it was two tables set up next to each other. Mm. The first table demolished. The second table, you could see Seth's head bounce off the edge of it, uh, and he kind of like tucks himself underneath the the table. You could see he was in a lot of pain from that. That was a, a gnarly, gnarly spot, and that ladder was huge, absolutely yeah, huge, absolutely and it. it and it, it it did showcase the the amazing set, and we hadn't really spoke about that with all the hanging ladders and and chairs. I thought that's a a really cool design, something that we don't get a lot of now with uh, with um, WWE pay-per-views. They don't tend to go all out and making the the sets look unique anymore. I thought that that was a, a cool looking set. Yeah, it's been a complaint of mine for quite a while, to be honest. And you see sometimes that there's quite a famous picture on the internet of literally that's different stage sets and i think they are i think they're all listed from 2001 mm-hmm. so you have like the armageddon set and the castle and all this sort of stuff and each one is unique and different and it looks fantastic now i suppose they've got the massive screens that they can just take to any arena yeah. and they and put the, up the, the computer the, generated bullshit yeah. they do uh, we did a, an episode of Badlands, which I'm sure you can find in the archive somewhere of 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 the the Mount Rushmore set designs. For me, my favourite was always the Backlash swinging metal hooks. For that, oh that yeah, yeah, a, a cool, cool set. And obviously, the who doesn't love the big fist? Uh, well, what do you do in your own spare time is your business, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's good it's good some of the stage sets like no mercy as well that one had a very good one it was almost like a half cage at one one event wasn't it yep yep some some pretty cool uh set designs it's a shame that we don't get it anymore no it is it is anyway at this stage we're coming to the basically the finish of the match i realized that i haven't seen kane for bloody ages that's because he's been buried under a massive pile of rubble yeah, I'm to take him out for a bit of a break, but he just doesn't come back, does he? he just stays there. Well, uh, he comes back in for a little while. Uh, he does interrupt a pin, uh, and then he's thrown out of the ring again. And then, yeah, you pretty much don't see him after that. Mm, yeah, and then I, uh, Roman Reigns power bombs Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. through a table he and does. collects the three count. Yeah, so I mean, there we go for a debut match. I thought this was a hell of a lot of fun. Like I, like I said in, in the, the run-up, the chemistry that these three guys had with each other, um, this could have flopped. This could have yes. been uh, it could have been a knockoff of the Nexus. It could have been a knockoff of, of uh, any kind of like three-man uh, faction. These guys made it work. Um, and yeah, it's no wonder that this, this is recognised as one of the better factions that WWE have, have, have made because... The guys just sold it like it was like it. It meant something that it was important. So um, I, I 
I enjoyed this match. I really, really thought it was fun for for a kind of almost hardcore um, attitude era style match. Yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Very quickly then, on 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 the comment of the shield there and and the the factions and so on. Where roughly would you rank them in in the in the list of you know we'll talk, we'll talk major companies. We'll just talk WCW, WWE. And and so on, you know, where would you kind of place them? Okay, so I mean, we've got to be looking at one A and one B, probably being DX and NWO, you would okay. think. Um, Four Horsemen have got to be up there, although yeah. it's not really my era. I know that you have a, a lot of uh, love for that, and I understand how important they, they were. Um, outside of that, I, I, I'm a massive fan of the Nation of Domination in the latter yeah. stages, not so much the, the earlier ones. Um, and the, the whole kind of survivor series where it was faction rules with like DOA, Los Bariquas, stuff like that. That was, that was my wheelhouse. I absolutely loved that stuff. Um, I think the shield are maybe top five, like the bottom end of the, of the five though. I don't, I wouldn't put them as like one, two, three. I, I think five is fair. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, for me, you're right. I have got a real soft spot for that era. So the Horsemen would always come in at number one for me, I think. Mm-hmm. NWO, DX, both hugely influential. The wrestling changed with these guys. I'd probably put the Shield above the likes of the Nation of Domination and, and stuff like that. Okay. So, not, far off, horses. not far off, I suppose, what you were saying anyway, Max. Yeah, horses yeah, for horses, sir. Ah, so, out of 10, Magsy, what are you thinking? Now, um, looking at some uh, kind of reviews of this match and, and ratings, it gets high scores across the board. Uh, a number of, of outlets put this in the best one of the best matches of, of 2012. Uh, that's not for me to judge because 2012 was, uh, was a, um, a period I wasn't in, in wrestling, so I can't say that anything was significantly better or worse. But I don't think it's as high as maybe some of these reviewers gave it. I mean, we're looking at like four and three quarters, four and a half stars. Um, I don't rate it as high as that, um, but it's a solid seven and a half. Oh, why? Okay. That's really strange. Look, seven and a half. Amazing. Yeah, seven and a half. See, we we do sometimes agree. We do, mate. We do. I, I I go along with pretty much everything you said. It is a good match. I was entertained all the way through it. But is it as good as Michaels versus Jericho ladder match that I think we both gave eight or eight and a half? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah, and then of course anything other than that, you're looking into the nines, tens category. It's not going to touch there. So yeah, I think seven, seven and a half is 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 roughly right, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we need to maybe um, temper our picks because we have dished out a lot of tens over our over mm. our short time in doing this show. A lot of nines, a lot of eights. So uh, it's about time to maybe be sensible with our picks. And this was a great match. Seven and a half is a good score, yeah. um, but it's not it's not a match that I would clamour to go and watch over and over again. Maybe next week. We should like self-impose some some rules then, not picks shite again because we did that very recently. But maybe mm-hmm. say, I don't. Next, next week may not be an option when you listen to uh, 
to what my pick is. Okay. I was thinking maybe we do, um, not, as in not now for next, but next week's links, so to speak. Okay. We limit ourselves to just TV matches or something or whatever. But something we can talk about in the week before we uh, before we broadcast next week, I guess. Yeah, we, 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 we can. Could be an idea, mate. I'm just chucking Could ideas be. out there, just seeing what people think. I mean, we've been full of ideas this week. I mean, we've uh, been doing a bit of idea training in, in the DMs. Who, me and you? Yeah, when I had the, the idea for the non-wrestling topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, good shake. Yeah, so no. it, only, it only happened like two days ago, and he's already forgot. Oh, mate, I, <laughs> I'm tired and I drink a lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. No, I remember, I remember. <laughs> Uh, then, Magsy, I suppose we better start thinking about where we can go next week. Where are you linking to, my friend? Okay, so I, on a regular-ish basis, tend to break or bend the rules of chain wrestling, should it say, and, and kind of go out of the box. And this is one of those weeks. Um, I'm not putting forward a match at all. Watching this kind of um, this shield uh, reminded me of something that that happened uh, about four four late four years later than uh, than this match. Um, I want to go to watch an episode of the the Broken School Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Now there's an infamous episode of that where he's talking with Dean Ambrose. And it's a very, um, if you watch the clips on, on Twitter and on YouTube, it's a very kind of uh, abrasive interview. Dean doesn't feel comfortable. Um, there's a lot of issues there. Um, so I want for us to, to actually watch it in its entirety. And there's a YouTube link. Uh, I don't think it's on the network, um, but there's a YouTube link for it. Uh, it's about an hour long, uh, but uh, it gives a real insight into to John Moxley, Jonathan Good, uh, Dean Ambrose as a person, uh, his history, and it also kind of uh, there's a lot of uh, echoing of what will actually happen in in the coming years for for Dean Ambrose oh, wow. uh, and how how frustrated he was with the company. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to for us to kind of watch that and and kind of look back at it six years on from from the interview and and and, and kind of like re-review it I suppose yeah well, that, that actually sounds really interesting yeah when you said I'm not picking a match I was thinking oh no where are we going but that <laughs> that intrigue that actually sounds like something I'd really like to do so yeah mm-hmm. that, that's a great shape magazine okay I mean it's the only shouts I do I mean the senior ref and douchebags for not picking my picks to be fair <laughs> not that I'm competitive or it no, matters no, no, to no, me no, no, no. Okay, my link to go up against this is kind of inspired by AEW's Revolution pay-per-view that I watched a few hours ago. Okay. Um, basically, the link I'm going with is is Daniel Bryan and uh, Dean Ambrose, or, you know, Bryan Danielson, 
John Moxley faced each other on the AEW pay-per-view. They were both in this match here, so that's how I get to the AEW pay-per-view. On the AEW pay-per-view, there was also quite a brutal and bloody dog collar match mm-hmm. between CM Punk and MJF. So I wanted to go way, way, way back to 1983 and the original Starcade and check out the very first dog collar match between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. And it's a match that basically, it it was literally the first one they did. It was a bloody battle. It was very violent, very aggressive. And apparently Piper came, I, I, I'll look into the whole history, but apparently Piper came up with the idea of the dog collar match in the first place. Okay. And yeah, it, it, it got huge marks. I, I've seen it before. I haven't seen it for quite a while. And it is just an absolutely insane brawl. And Roddy Piper is fantastic. So that is what I would like to put up against it, mate. I mean, you can't beat a bit of Roddy Papa. Uh, I absolutely think he's amazing. Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean, I only know him from his WWF runs. Mm. Um, not the biggest fan. Uh, looks the same now as he did back in the 70s. Um, <laughs> I mean, the only time he's ever looked different was when he's part of Rhythm and Blues. Um, so yeah. it'd be interesting to see just how good of a worker he was because he was good in the WWF don't get me wrong but he was always kind of like um, somebody there to make somebody else look better I suppose so it'd be interesting to to see that match and, uh, and just see just how good he actually was but I would still would rather go through the the broken school sessions with Dean Ambrose so it's going to be interesting that. mate either way it's going to be interesting those are your options for next week we have broken skull sessions with Dean Ambrose and obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin the host and their chat there and we have the first ever dog collar match from Starcade 83 a fantastic Roddy Piper versus a younger Greg Valentine I suppose in some crazy bloody even though he looks older (laughs) yeah yeah that's it those are your choices the poll will be out on the show's twitter account uh so wednesday thursday time when the audio version is available maxi i suppose uh i suppose that's it for this week mate do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you uh certainly certainly will so you can find me I keep getting that wrong, but down there on the Twitter at Podfather Mags, also on other social medias at Mags All Pods, um, the TikTok doing good numbers. Uh, come and check out that for for clips of uh, of chain wrestling where I ridicule the the worst parts of Sa. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, you sent me those to share on the chain wrestling account, and I forgot. Good job, I did. Yeah, it is. It is a good job you did. Anyway, in terms of content, uh, you can find me all over Radio Techers doing the football watch songs. You can find me in about fifteen minutes doing a review of this week's uh, of this week's Premier League action. Uh, but I'm also on a changing attitude and Badlands. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much all over the shop. MMA, uh, knitting. I've got a podcast about knitting coming out. Knitting podcast, cross stitch. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That'd be a cool name for a, a knitting podcast, actually. Not cross stitch. Yeah. Well, cross stitch is different to knitting, though, isn't it? It's a different thing. It's pedantic. It's just, I'm not really doing a podcast about knitting, so. I want that to happen, mate. 
well, tough. <laughs> I am. I will give a little bit of a spoiler, though. In a couple of weeks, I've been invited on a podcast about biscuits. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to have a Eurovision of biscuits. Okay. I know you've got some controversial takes on biscuits as well. Not controversial at all, sir. Standard, no. standard takes. Everybody else is wrong but me. Yeah, anyway, 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 <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SJP Words, and you can also find my little group on Facebook, SJP, all the shows and info, where on the Twitter and the Facebook, you have, I, I share all the links to everything, the Doctor Who pods that I do with Dan Griffin, uh, Nitro Nights, we're blasting through some old WCW with Scottish Danny, the audio version to this show gets shared there as well. Uh, all, all of it there. The waiting room. We're working on season two now. It's already starting to be recorded. It will be with you very, very soon. Uh, that we're doing with our good friend Benny Mac. Uh, but most importantly, you can follow this show at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that TikTok thingy. But go follow Mags on TikTok as well, in case I forget to share what I should be sharing again this week. Oh, Magsy, I think next week's poll is going to be really interesting. Really. It's- very different, unique choices. Yeah. It, it'll, either way, he'll be good because it'll be some wrestling I've never seen or we'll be able to kind of uh, uh, critically break down uh, a very uh, controversial uh, podcast interview. So win-win. Yeah. Whichever yeah. you pick will be a banger. Excellent stuff. To everyone else, as always, thank you so, so much for joining us in the chat. Thank you so much for the interactions on Twitter, anywhere else, and so on. It's just brilliant having you all along with us and as Maxi said earlier in the show without you chain wrestling doesn't exist so thank yeah. you so so much and and before we go definitely go and check out rbfluxuries.com uh, and and support Mrs. Powell in her in her new venture uh, I can't reiterate enough just how cool the, the 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 care package was really really amazing um some quality quality items and the missus and i didn't even mention this she l- loves that blanket she absolutely loves it oh you got a blanket as well we got a blanket Ooh, a pink a one she loves it she loves a blanket i call her gandalf all the time because she just rocks around the house with a blanket on (laughs) but yeah she she loved it so definitely check out rbf luxuries uh mother's day is coming up get your bloody orders in treat your mum treat your 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 missus treat your your husband because them bath bombs i'm gonna be diving in one of those very very soon um (laughs) it is rbf luxuries by sharon on twitter facebook Mm -hmm. everywhere everywhere chuck her a follow send her a message you know interact with her she is lovely to everyone else who is not named simon so (laughs) (laughs) no she is brilliant stuff get 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 involved get involved get your orders in as magsy said mags Mm -hmm. I'm off now to go and buy some UHT milk, some sterilised milk, some normal milk, pour them into three glasses that look exactly the same and get my kids to test them and see which one's which. I'll see you next week, my friend. Goodbye.